Well, you can even go to the so you know. Yeah, just yeah, leave yeah. It, You can leave yeah, it yeah. wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where I'm going. Well, you need cowbell? No, no. I know where I'm going. Should have had the cowbell. Okay, okay. Start, start us out. Oh, it's good to be here again. <laughs> this is Craig McConnell, and I'm with Alex Burton and uh, Morgan Snyder. We're in the Ransomed Heart Studio here putting together some thoughts and making this podcast that we hope you'll enjoy. Um, what are you guys thinking about? What's what's current? What's real? And by the way, this is unscript, unrehearsed. We've just uh, got some mics on, sitting around a table talking. We've been talking uh, pretty regularly about the decade of the 30s for men and what that's like and what a man's life ought to be about in that decade and what he should be pursuing and what the pitfalls are. And we've been talking about the restoration of masculine character. And one of the pieces of that, Craig, that's just really stuck with me for quite a while is the whole category of humility. Oh, yes. That feels religious. It feels misunderstood, misplaced. And and, and just in modern day you know, Western Christianity, it takes on a passive feel to it. Humility. You really want to talk about humility? <laughs> and and yet it's at – I believe that it's at the seat of us becoming men of power uh-huh. and love, men of true strength on behalf of others. And, you know, I had heard a fascinating definition of humility that was closest to – the original Hebrew at a, at a retreat a while back, and it was harnessed strength. Hmm. The, the teacher was explaining that the original use of the word humility was to describe a horse that's being broken, a, a wild, strong, unfettered horse that's being brought under rein so that his strength can be harnessed for good. And I've been around horses just enough to know that they are dangerous and, and an unruly horse is a very dangerous thing. And yet a broken horse that's harnessed is an immensely powerful and useful yeah. um, force of good. And boy, that really shifted my perspective on humility where it's not weakness or passivity. It's rather first knowing you have a genuine strength Mm -hmm. and then secondly, knowing how to wield it in Mm self-control. And I'm just so aware of how often I don't lead with humility, Mm -hmm. that I'm furthering my agenda. I'm not taking the low seat at the table, that I am manipulating, scripting, constructing a life that puts me at the center of the story mm-hmm. or a story. And yet I really believe that humility is one of the deepest attributes that God's after to cultivate in young men so they can become good kings. Guys, react to humility. Well, before we react, Mark, so humility. I mean, someone hears uh, this podcast. We're going to be talking about humility. It's kind of like stewardship or right. holiness. right. Or something. Mm-hmm. What? Where did this come from? Yeah. In your thinking, that what's behind? Just gosh, I want to talk about humility. Yeah. This is important to me. What? What's behind that? I think that's a great question because I think it comes from two places in my story, and one is really the story of Ransom Heart, where we have learned a powerful ministry comes from offering what we've lived. Mm-hmm. In other words, Ransom Heart doesn't offer content. 
that's really creative or powerful in and of itself. We offer our lives, mm-hmm. and it's the power of God that comes through a life lived. And so, so often at Ransom Heart, we ask the, ourselves the question is, what can we offer with integrity? What can we do with integrity? Mm-hmm. And we don't want to offer beyond what we've lived. And I'm aware that in my story, um, my knowledge supersedes my experience, mm-hmm. that I have less miles on the odometer than there are things I know about. I know more than I've lived because I'm in a community with a very deep and substantial message. So I realized the journey for me and most men in a content-driven, knowledge-based world need to hit the brakes in a big way and get some more miles on the odometer so that they can live as much as they know rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. And I think the second place it comes from, Craig, is – I realize what doesn't work. I spent so much of my life trying to make a name for myself, trying to build a kingdom, trying to to be the center of my story. And it is futile. It's empty. It's faithless. In other words, it doesn't require genuine risk, genuine strength. It's not a life that requires God to show up. Mm-hmm. And I realized I want to take God up on the invitation to live a different life, to live a way where God must show up. And so what would it be like for a gifted leader to say, I'm going to choose the lowest seat at the table. I'm going to try the opposite. I'm going to try to arrange for a life that God has to force my hand and raise me up or else I'm not doing it. And what it does is, I guess, really put me at the mercy of God to father me and author my story. And it feels so risky because there are so many opportunities that I could arrange for a little success, a little influence, a little mm-hmm. affluence, and to um, refrain from that and choose mm-hmm. the lowest seat at the table, to choose humility, requires God being author, but the fruit of it is to have a powerful life because you know mm-hmm. that God is the, the energy behind your story and not you. React, Alex. Yeah. Um, one of the things as you're talking, Morgan, uh, just about uh, humility being something that that can actually help uh, shape strength into a force for good. Um, one of the things uh, I was thinking about is just what we experience when we're at boot camp. You know, one of the primary things that happens there is men get their hearts back, mm-hmm. men get free, and. Um, and learn to start to live out of out of desire and um, and passion and and those things and those are great things. But what we often see is guys who come out of boot camp, they have this newfound freedom and passion and energy, and then they go out and fight hard and die fast. Yes, like it just it explodes on them because right. they don't have. They don't have the maturity and the growth mm-hmm. and the experience to carry this newfound strength. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, and I, you know, I think we all find ourselves so many times at the end of those boot camps wanting to tell guys, "Hey, just go back, take some time, mm-hmm. let this sink in, um, process it. Don't rush the fields, and you know, fight bravely and die quickly." Yeah. Um, and I think that's true of the decade of of the 30s as well um you know for me as i've kind of you and i have talked about humility and 
and taking that lowest seat at the table as a way of acknowledging, no, I'm really in a season of growth here, mm-hmm. and I and I don't um, have to, um, you know, create a kingdom right now. Um, for me, it actually it takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's been huge for me to go. Wow, I don't I don't have to, you know, create something that I don't feel prepared to create right yes. now. Um, to be able to just go, no, this really is a season of growth and learning um, for me and a place for me to receive from men who are ahead of me on that journey. Mm-hmm. So, Morgan, Alex, um, does failure, does coming to the end of trying to build something and failing or, or not being satisfied with it precede humility? I mean, can humility really be appreciated and sought apart from some failure coming mm. to the end of something. I mean, um, why would someone choose humility right. unless the other avenues have failed? Yes. Hmm. You know, Craig, um, when my wife was struggling with some deep health issues two years ago, um, I just was a broken man and I was really humiliated was the word um, because I – I was trying to figure out, well, how did we get here? What did I do wrong? And Mm -hmm. one of the fruits of that experience was that I realized it seems like every man either can choose at some point in his story humility or humiliation. In other words, there's no shortcut around this. Um, A woman walked up to me in the park that summer, not knowing what was going on in my life. And she said, hey, I just felt moved to give you this quote from Tozier. And it said that a man cannot be entrusted with greatness until he's been crushed. She had no idea what was going on through my story. And she had no idea I was in the midst of being crushed. And over the last couple of years, I've seen this pattern in so many of the lives of the men we deal with at our retreats that until a man has been crushed, until he's been humiliated or he's chosen humility um, through loss, through suffering, through failure, um, he doesn't have ears to hear and receive what God's trying to bring in some substantive ways. So I would suggest that we can wait until God has to humiliate us or we can choose humility. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the only two paths that lead to true, full, masculine restoration. Yeah, I guess guess I'm wondering for most people out there, um, choosing humility, you know, it kind of has the ring of, well, I'll choose to be patient or I'll choose to be kind. It's like, what? Um, What? do people really choose humility? Mm. Do they? Can they actually do that, um, or is it something that just just comes uh, by God, just bringing us to a point of you just were crushed or broken, or just seeing the foolishness or the the harmful way mm. we've lived? Um, I, I'd love your your thought there choosing humility. Well, in some ways, I'd respond with a question that I often take to God. A question I think every man should is, is my strength 
yielded mm-hmm. to God? Is it harnessed? I remember, I remember years ago, I was at John's house, and at the time, all three of his boys were really little, and his oldest, Samuel, was just beating on Luke. I mean, this is a regular <laughs> happening at their house, you know, <laughs> beating on him, beating on him. Thump. Thump. And so John pulls Samuel aside, and he said, Samuel, God made you strong for a reason. And that reason is to use your strength to protect your brother uh, and not hurt yeah, him. Yeah. And it was this radical paradigm shift for me. Rather than parenting out of anger, right, and right. rather than attacking Sam or or commenting on who Sam was, he said, God has given you this strength. Now use it for good. Yeah. And to me, Craig, I think partly what I mean by choosing humility is understanding and cultivating a genuine strength and then saying, Father – I am yielding mm-hmm. my strength to you. It's mm-hmm. at your service. Mm-hmm. It's under control. Right. Yeah, that's that's good. And what you're describing there is being fathered by an example of an older man. Absolutely. And though you may not call it asking for or choosing humility, that posture of surrender to God that all that I have is yours, yes. direct it, take it, and just search my heart yes. in some way is choosing humility. Yes. A, a posture of humility towards God will bring a posture of humility towards life. I'm asking. Yeah. Apparently that was a profound. That was profound. I'm <laughs> chewing on it like your <laughs> protein <laughs> bar right here. We're going to like stunned. <laughs> yeah. Um, my experience, um, what I experienced in this area was uh, a time in life before I came to Ransom Heart where I was uh, in a position to continue down a path of gaining more responsibility and more of a position of kingship. Mm -hmm. If I had stayed in the place I was, Mm -hmm. the next step for me would have been to arrange for life Mm -hmm. in a way that would have given me, you know, greater kingship Mm -hmm. and for me there was a choosing of humility Mm -hmm. Um, I could have arranged for that or I could have sat down and said okay God what do you want Mm -hmm. where do you want to take me and 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 that's what I did was sat down with God and said what do you want where do you want to take me and it Mm -hmm. led me here to ransom heart Mm -hmm. um and so I, I think there really is a choosing in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think every man wants to be powerful. I think what we're talking about is, is how does a man become powerful? How does a man become fully alive, fully strong to live out the destiny that is on his life? And – True humility, not religious humility, but true humility of harnessed strength, of power surrendered to God is what the Father's after in us. And when you look at Philippians, you know, it describes that at the core of Jesus, who was the most powerful man who ever lived, mm-hmm. his essence is humility, that, you know, he, he humbled himself to the greatest obedience, even death on a cross, And the fruit of that was that God exalted him to the highest place. And yet when he was exalted, he was a man who knew that my life is for others. And so 
I want to be that man. I know Alex does. I know you do, Craig. And I think my prayer for all of the men out there is those small, subtle choices on the level of motive. Mm -hmm. Am I building my own kingdom or am I allowing God to restore and transform my character and make me a man of humility and all of the attributes of a wholehearted man so that I can truly become the man that God intended for me to be? Thank you for joining us. We're here next week, same place. (laughs) For more information, go to ransomtart.com. That was good.